0: Hey, it's Rebecca. Welcome back to the Hike Like a Woman podcast. This is the show where I hop on and answer your questions every single Friday. Today, I don't have a question to answer. Instead, what I wanna do is share with you the first part of a webinar that I did about a month ago all about hiking safety for women. This is a replay of that webinar. And today we are going to talk about a trip plan and the 10 questions that I ask myself before every single hike. We're also going to talk about packing and planning. And more specifically, the 10 essentials plus extra essentials that I add uh, to my kit, as well as the rule of thirds, something that is really interesting to think about when we are packing for a hike backpacking trip, camping trip, or really any backcountry adventure and enjoy the replay of the webinar. We're going to talk about uh, packing today. And then next week, we are going to play the second half of the webinar. And that is all about uh, risk management strategies. So enjoy. For those of you who might be new to Hike Like a Woman, I want you to know that my name is Rebecca Walsh. I started Hike Like a Woman in 2000 and I think 2015 Um, and it started off as a mommy blog and we have grown since then and I want you to know that um, I'm like you. Sometimes I doubt myself. Sometimes I feel nervous and unprepared in the backcountry even as a guide. um, Sometimes I feel nervous and unprepared and I also feel like I need the support of other women Um, and (laughs) I love outdoor education. And where I really became passionate about this was in 2015, there was a website and the website was uh, called Give It 100. And the goal with Give It 100 was you were supposed to like hop on and do something consecutively for 100 days. So some people were doing like five pushups every day for 100 days. Some people were practicing a musical instrument every day for 500 days or for for 100 days. And I decided that I was going to go hiking every day for 100 days. So for 100 days, I went hiking with my children. I had a a baby who learned to walk during that time and I had a toddler. And I was going to be and I was determined to figure out how to hike with a new baby And a toddler. And so during those 100 days of hiking is really when I learned a lot about myself and about hiking. So I learned during those 100 days, my children were happy and healthy because we were getting outside and hiking every single day. And I was in that new mom stage where I was just exhausted. But the more I got outside with my family, with my children, the more I felt like motherhood wasn't wearing me out, like a trip to the grocery store wasn't exhausting because I had just climbed a big mountain with my kids. My house stayed cleaned and tidy, which was an added bonus of hiking every day for 100 days. And then as a family, my husband and I, we became really good at hiking and developing systems and processes to help us get out the door. And what happened throughout this hundred days is I started to become bold and I started to become confident and I started to really learn. Um, I started to learn this word called courage, right? Um, and, and it's not that I was a scared hiker before, but it was different with a baby and a toddler. And I started to become brave. And um, I think that when we go hiking, especially as women and women with children, um, sometimes it's hard to feel brave. Um, and it's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel nervous. And um, fear is a human emotion, but my goal is to like do it anyway. So if we're a little bit scared, develop the skills so that we can do it anyway. And here's what we are going to talk about tonight. So Here's where we're headed. We are going to talk about um, how to assess risk before we even start our hike. We're going to talk about a few things that I keep in my backpack that keep me safe. Some of the things that I keep might surprise you. We are going to share some safety tips, and we're going to talk about what to do when we're scared. And then we'll open this up to a group discussion. I can see some of you in the chat here. It looks like wow, so many, so many great um, comments already. Yeah, some people get lost easily, even in the city. Um, getting older, worrying about creeps. Yeah, yeah. These are all these are all very, very real things that we are going to talk about. Horrible sense of direction. I get a lot nervous. Um, yeah. Um make sure you're prepared with the right equipment. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so this is where we are headed. Let's dive right in. I I want to talk about the word risk, because when I tell people how much I get outside, a lot of times people say things like, oh, that's so risky. And I think um, when we look at the definition of the word risk, what we see here is the possibility of loss or injury or someone or something that creates or suggests a hazard. And the word that I really want to focus in on here is the word possibility. So possibility means it might happen, it could happen, uh, maybe it'll happen, it's not a guarantee. And I've learned to really embrace the word possibility lately. Um, I was in treatment for breast cancer last year And, you know, I have an increased risk of breast cancer returning, there is a possibility that my breast cancer is going to come back and make me really, really sick. But if I lived my life thinking about this possibility of cancer returning, it would almost be paralyzing to the point where I wouldn't be able to do the things I would enjoy because I would just be so scared of that possibility. And I think when it comes to the outdoors, that's a good way to think about it, too. Possibility is not a guarantee, and anything we do in life is risky. And sometimes I feel like, I take more risk when I pull into the Walmart parking lot at 5 p.m. on a Saturday evening than I do when I hike in the backcountry. And I think the more we hike, the more we'll be comfortable in that air in, in the backcountry and it won't feel as risky. One of the things that I do to help mitigate risk on a hike is um, I always have a trip plan. I think a trip plan is probably one of the most important things that we can do as hikers. Um, So in the trip plan, these, these are 10 questions that I ask myself before every hike. I ask, why am I going on this hike? Where am I going? Who am I going with? What's our goal? What's our schedule? What's the forecast? What do I wear? What do I need to pack? How will we stay safe? And who else needs to add, and who else needs to know our plan? And um, I think you can either grab a screenshot of this trip plan or you can send me an email, I'll send you a PDF copy of it. But having a plan helps me feel more prepared. Um, and the one part of the plan that I really want to emphasize right here is that very last question to ask yourself before hike, that number 10, who else needs to know our plan? Um, and one thing that's important with who else needs to know our plan is um, making sure that the person who knows our plan is someone who we are comfortable with. So um, so when I was single, I would always um, – I would always write out my trip plan and leave it on my kitchen table and then I would send a picture of it to my parents so they would know what my plan was. Um, some other people have recommended sticking your trip plan, um, underneath the seat of your vehicle at the trailhead. Um, I'm not really sure why, but I think so search and rescue if they see, or if, if law enforcement sees your vehicle there for a long time, then they'll be able to find your trip plan. Um, but it's good to think about all of those things. And I am wondering in the chat right now, if anyone here uses a trip plan plan. And if you use a trip plan, is there anything you add to the plan that maybe I didn't cover? I'll grab a sip of water. And our trip plan leads into our um our packing plan. And so there's uh, two more points of the trip plan that I think are really important. That is number seven and number eight. What do I need to wear and what do I need to pack? I I got in trouble on social media a few weeks ago. (laughs) I'm always kind of getting in trouble on social media when I said, um, when I said, uh, I don't like the phrase cotton kills. So that leads into a conversation about what to wear on our hike. So, um, so I don't like the phrase cotton kills because I don't think that cotton kills. I think that poor planning and poor preparation kill cotton is not the best material to wear on a hike in a wet environment, but, Um, cotton can lead to getting really, really cold and, and, and hypothermia, which is then a medical emergency. And so, so when we think about what to wear and what to pack, it's like this bigger picture to consider these bigger things to think about instead of cutesy little phrases, it's like, if I make this decision, what are the consequences that that decision might have later on down the road? So that leads into a discussion about what to wear and what to pack. So most of us here have heard of the 10 essentials. Um, The 10 essentials are a recommended list of items to have in the backcountry. They consist of things like navigation tools, so your map, a compass, GPS, sun protection, insulation, illumination, first aid, fire, making supplies, repair kit, nutrition, hydration, emergency shelter, and so on and so forth. I will be the first to admit that I don't always carry the 10 essentials when I go on a simple day hike. Um, If I'm just headed out to my local trails for a little hour long hike and I have cell service and I'm very comfortable there, I don't always have the 10 essentials. But anytime I'm in the backcountry, like a true backcountry trail, I do carry the 10 essentials. And there's a few things that I add to the 10 essentials. Uh, first is a whistle. I always have a whistle. I think a whistle is one of the most undervalued Uh, pieces of gear we can have in our kit. Just a simple whistle. A lot of day packs, especially if you have an Osprey day pack, have a built-in whistle. I think a whistle is very important. Um, I also posted an Instagram reel a few days ago about um, my emergency shelter kit. So here I have an emergency blanket, which doubles as a signaling device. This will keep you warm. A couple trash bags that you can use to make like an emergency poncho, emergency sleeping bag, wrap it around your body to keep warm. And then um, some paracord. Um, So that's my emergency shelter kit. You can see it's like the size of an iPhone does not take up much space or weight at all in my pack. But I consider this my one of my essential items. Um, A few other things that I carry. um, I always carry a knife. I think that is an essential item. That's my toolkit. That's my repair kit. Um, Just a knife. And it's pink. It's cute. Uh, I always have some way to uh, start a fire, a lighter, some duct tape, whatever works. Um, And then we can talk about things like some people might consider um, pepper spray. To be an essential item if you're worried about creeps on the trail then you know pepper spray right that's a great lightweight option to um protect yourself some self-defense there as long as you know how to use it don't squirt it into the wind um and um you know here's another essential item for me my lip balm (laughs) i think that's important and um And as we're looking at our packing kit list and we're looking at all of these things, there's a few things to be aware of. So first of all, navigation tools. If you don't know how to use a compass alongside your map, then what good is carrying a compass right so making sure we know how to use all the tools in our kit when it comes to our first aid supplies making sure that we know how to use our first aid supplies making sure that medications are not expired or that we aren't missing any medications or any part of our kit that should be there Um, Illumination headlamp. I can't even tell you how many times I have uh, gone to turn on my headlamp and my batteries have been dead. So, um, so headlamp, like making sure that everything is functioning and working. That we have fresh batteries. Um, hydration is important. Some, um, you know, I, I was reading a blog today about someone who, um, you know only carries one way to filter water on a backpacking trip. And I always uh, carry one to two and sometimes even three methods of um, water filtration because I do not want to run out of water. So, um, so that's the 10 essentials and I would just love to open it up for conversation here in the chat. And if you have something that you would add to this list, um, what would it be? Or if there's something on this list that you think is a little bit bonkers, what would that be? Um, I would love to just maybe hear what you pack when you go hiking. Um, I'm going to just scroll up through the chat here. Um, Yep. Garmin inReach. Amazing. Yes. I, um, yeah. And I have been, I have had to do, when I've been guiding, I've had to do two medical evacuations uh, from the backcountry. And my Garmin inReach was so valuable because I was able to communicate directly with my husband, who was able to figure out what to do, the situation. Um, and just last summer, I was on the receiving end of a Garmin message um, when I had a friend Guiding a backpacking trip, and they needed to evac a very sick uh, participant on that trip. And so, I've been on both ends of the one sending the message on the inreach and the receiving end of the inreach. And I think if you have the budget for it, um, a Garmin InReach Mini is by far what you should ask for Christmas, your birthday, Mother's Day. (laughs) Don't just go buy it for yourself because it's uh, it's really amazing. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah, and food and water for your dog. Yes, I, I don't have a dog. I'm allergic to dogs. It's really lame, but yes, um, making sure. Um, and colts are in. Do we need really need bear spray, or is that just hyped up? I think it totally depends on where you hike, what the wildlife activity is, where you're hiking. Um and uh and making sure you know how to properly use the bear spray so i would say if you uh call your local game and fish and say um hey what is the bear activity like in this particular area where i would like to go hiking um they can give you really good information about bear activity in in the area where you're going to hike and whether or not um you'll need uh, bear spray i don't always carry bear spray um yeah But if I lived in a place where there were grizzly bears, I would definitely carry bear spray and everyone in my group would carry bear spray. And Mm -hmm. if you're headed to our Yellowstone Park, um, our our group trip to Yellowstone National Park in the fall, everyone's going to be carrying bear spray when we're hiking in Yellowstone um, just because it's that important. Um. Yeah. Oh, good. You guys already you guys already answered this. Uh, Kelsey asked, "What water filtration do I recommend?" I have a lot of options. A lot of uh, what I typically use is um, I love the MSR Trail Shot is my favorite water filter for just one or two people. I love the MSR Gravity filters for a big group. Um, I love my Steripen. I think it's really cool to use a Steripen. So that just filters water with UV light. Um, and the other product that I use is Aquamira Drops or Aqua tabs. Um, so that's what I like for water filtration, snacks, rain jacket, extra clothing. Yeah, poop kit, right? Tissues in a Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. snake bite kit, water, water, water. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about creeps more in just a second here. Bug spray. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think when it comes to packing... I like to look at my trip plan, like where am I going, what's the weather going to be like, blah blah blah. Then I look at the ten essentials and then I just fill my kit. I don't follow a prescribed packing list for every hike because that's that's like the cotton kills thing, right? Like it we need to put some some thought into it so that we can be prepared. It's it's not just following um a blanket advice from some YouTuber. Instead, it's like thinking about it. So trip plan, 10 essentials, that's a great place to start. And then modify as needed, depending on where you're going, what the weather's like, if you're going with a group, blah, 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 all those things really impact your packing list. Okay, one other thing I want to really I want to mention here is I used to be the kind of hiker who was really scared of running out of food. And so I would just overpack food. And I lately, I've been really interested in the rule of thirds. So this says that the human body can go three minutes without air, three hours without shelter in a harsh climate, three days without water, and three weeks without food. I just think this is fascinating. And I just wanted to uh, mention it here and see if that impacts how you pack for a hike or a backpacking trip. Um, I know that if I were to go three weeks without food, I would just be one hangry, hangry, hangry woman. Um, But it's just interesting to think about that. Um, And the other thing I want to mention here is um, shelter. So um, you can go three hours without shelter in a harsh climate. And I'm going to kind of twist how we think about shelter a little bit. So a lot of times when I think of shelter, I think about my home, or I think about my my tent, or I think about a tarp, or I think about a cave. Um, but clothing is shelter for our body. Clothing is protection for our body. So um, So when we think about shelter and we think about how we're going to dress for that hike, That's also shelter and protection for our body. Uh, Just one of those weird concepts that's in the back of my head all the time, but clothing is shelter for my body. Um, But things like a tarp, a tent, that is also shelter too. So maybe shelter from the elements versus shelter for. Um, my body. I hope you enjoyed the replay of this webinar. If you want to learn more about Hike Like a Woman, head on over to our website. You can find us at hikelikeawoman.com. We have a lot of fun stuff going on this summer. We're getting ready to launch some more online classes. We are headed to Yellowstone National Park in September and we're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in June of 2024. So exciting, exciting things. Thank you so much. And I will see you right back here next Friday with the conclusion of today's webinar. Cheers.